The podcast of this local government meeting is brought to you by Michigan Radio. For more coverage of local government meetings and to find out how you can support this service, go to michiganradio.org. going to be happening at the next couple of events that are already in the view from the curb, although that specifically is not listed alongside the next um, Paracon pickup or drop-off events that are listed in there. Okay. All right. Cool. Uh, any other corrections to the uh, meeting minutes from last month? You mean last month or April? Uh, April. Um, no, no. Uh, May. Okay. Um, Paragraph has an E on the end of it. So it's just under announcements. It talks about three peregrine checks. The okay. peregrine was misspelled. Okay. Minor. And then we also talked about, we don't have any um, citizens uh, as guests that are meeting today to observe or make comments. Um, but in the future, if we could maybe list, you know, ask their name and, and get their address or something and list that in the meeting minute. Uh, <coughs> making public comments. At least if they make comments. Yeah, at least if they make public comment, yeah. Um, all right, so if there are no uh, other corrections, like we've talked about before, uh, if you uh, haven't had time to read over the um, May meeting minutes, you can still send corrections in the next week or so by email, and I can forward those on to our recording secretary. And um, But if I don't hear anything else, um, we'll start our final minute. Um, 
Uh, is there a motion to approve uh, the April meeting minutes? No, I did this wrong. That should May. be the May meeting minutes. I put the wrong. I was thinking for the, the yeah, is there a motion to approve the May meeting minutes uh, pending any further correction that I might send in the next week or so? Favor? Aye. Opposed? <clears throat> April meeting minutes. All right, May meeting minutes, I apologize, are all taken care of. Uh, announcements. Anything new? I have an announcement. <laughs> we are in the transition period for a new ECC liaison. Um, so with my uh, new role as the programs manager for environmental services, I'm going to be passing on my liaison responsibilities to Jean and her team. All right. And so you'll be seeing Jean and potentially Susie um, in the next upcoming meetings. Okay. I'm going to just guide them through this process. And, Great. And then do the handoff. And I'm going to say about three meetings. Okay. So. All electronic. Okay. <laughs> All right. So. Sure, it'll still be available. Okay. But uh, in a, let's say at the end of the summer, it'll be on. Thanks so much for all your, you know, all your service over the last few years. And Jean, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> Any other announcements? Corey, did you want to make an announcement? Did you want to talk about? Um, yeah, I was commenting on non-agenda items. That is true. Are there any, any other announcements, I guess, before we move to comments? Okay. And do we have anybody uh, waiting on by phone? Great. Right. Here's the one to share with us. Nice to be back here. Uh, probably most of you know that I was on this committee for many years and then turned out, but I've been watching the meetings and enjoying seeing you grow, both in numbers and in strength. Away from the time. So I'm going to read part of this so I don't take up too much of your the concerns that so far hasn't been brought to the ECC because it's been in negotiation for the last several months. Um, <clears throat> the Asylum Lakes Preservation Association may know or not that Asylum Lake is more or less governed by a management council owned by Western. The, the composition of the council is seven members from you know, appointed by the university, many of whom are from 
the Environmental Studies Program, the geography, with various um, aspects of that. And six are from neighborhood associations of the area surrounding Asylum Lake or the ECC, um, ones that are interested in the preserve. Um, <clears throat> we have been associating with the city, with other organizations, since actually February, to try to have a resolution to a very small but very significant problem, which is that in the, at the institution of bicycle lanes on Winchell Avenue, parking being prohibited along Winchell Avenue, the entirety of Winchell Avenue, <clears throat> this effectively banned easy access for people who, who normally would drive to the Winchell Avenue entrance. Um, I <laughs> have spent a lot of time explaining to people why this is a serious problem, and I'll try to be brief about why. Um, we raised our concern with the city and with the Oakland Drive Social Avenue Association, which was the force behind the improving of bicycle lanes in the tangible goal. Um, Representative from our group, Mark Hoffman, who has been involved in city matters, planning commission, uh, was the negotiator that we had. He and the chair of the OBWNA met with the city traffic engineer, Dennis Randolph. And on April 8th, Mr. Randolph proposed a plan which would solve the problem. It would reinstate parking on Winchell um, on the south side of Winchell Avenue. The north side still would have the bicycle lane, the 120 feet of parking at the entrance to Asylum Lake, um, which had been there for since um, one of the claims made at the beginning of this was that um, there are these other parking lots. But if you look closely at that, you realize that this entrance is the closest entrance to this gem of an open to the majority of the residents of the one is on park. The other is the parking lot is on Park View, which is accessible. And the other is on Drake, which is acceptable to regularly or not so regularly use Drake Road with, say, an Oshimo. This entrance is the one that people, folks from the city use a great deal. Um, the, and the residents of Shelter Point recently have been told, and of High Point, um, about parking on those streets, and they have emphatically stated that they are they are not going to allow parking on their 
I point is a very narrow street. It's hard enough even for delivery trucks and repair people. When you have those, you're in and out. Shelter Point is not a parking lot. I have posted a sign to that effect. They have called. And I found people. It's again a private road. City doesn't either of those roads. This leaves parking on side streets way up Mitchell. And of course, are that those people are not happy. But it means that anybody who is not lucky enough to live, as I do in High Point, is near walking distance. Basically, mandated to go around to Parkview or around to Drake and walk the long paths. Where, where does this path from Winchell go? Perhaps you already know. It's the shortest path. Creek is love. Who, who are the people who are basically being put to this extra, at least extra, if not prohibitive? Kids who love that creek and run down there to look at the snails and the frogs and might be even a snake. There are the grandmas who can sit on the bench. We don't have a lot of benches because it's not a park. You sit on the bench next to the creek, and if you have sat on that bench and listened to you know that this is what There are families that go up the hill to the trees, the big oak trees, and overlook the lake and try to get their hands around. Gigantic hundred hundred fifty. That is what is at that entrance. And if you have one hour and you want to get a breath of air and you are in the city, going all the way around to the parking lot and walking all the way down the path, this is simply kills the whole point of having this green space. We are going to be going to. We have we have we have talked with Mr. Randolph, and we have written letters, and we know that a number of citizens have written letters to the city about this, expressing their belief that storing 120 feet of parking at the end of a dead end street. Is this in the the Parkman neighborhood? No, like at the end of Winchell. No, it's at the end of Winchell, right before Winchell Way Apartments. Oh, okay. Right at the end of Winchell. And our, some people have said that if you open up a street to bicycle lanes, you calm the traffic down. We do not see that as the people going to and from Winchell Way whiz by High Point Drive. It almost looks as if they see a wider road. <laughs> and if anything goes fast, but certainly they have not gone. There's a dip so that whether you're going from the city to Winchell Way, which is a few hundred yards ahead, or from Winchell Way, you are going down a hill by the time you get to this entrance. So the traffic is fast. So as I say, we have, we have talked, we have written. But we haven't put on a public campaign because we were hoping that we could solve this problem with 
Mr. Randolph's plan. Nobody from the city the Alpha Group. Nobody. No acknowledgement as to how many letters have gone to the city, what they've, what they've been, and then last Wednesday, we received a letter from Christina Anderson which states that the city will, quote, not be pursuing the addition of on-street parking. You could say restoration of on-street He stated that this decision is based partly on the idea that the Winchell entrance is, quote, a minor entrance geared toward those living <coughs> in close proximity, which is, I said, my neighbors and I who have watched this place for decades can say is not the case. There is a steady amount of cars there, except recently when people have gotten $20 pack traffic tickets, parking tickets, because they didn't realize the rules had changed. But we don't know anything about the letters except through talking with other people and hearing about them. But there's been no acknowledgement, although we know that people have written to the city and said, what? What is this? Adding limited or allowing limited parking would not disrupt the bike accessibility along the rest of Winchell, would not eliminate the, the lane that's on the north side of Winchell, would have a clear view for safety as done by the traffic engineer, would not interrupt the neighborhood's walking paths or routes or nature routes. It would correct the feeling from other people in town that the neighborhood is saying, we don't want you here. As an individual <laughs> resident of Winchell, I'm ashamed. Again, not necessarily for the record. So um, after that letter, we as Alpha, as people on my street, as people who are not necessarily in Alpha, we have no recourse to go to the city commission and ask for the institution of so that we are no longer as a city telling the city residents it's not important that you access this green space easily. I got one response to a, a note. We, sent, we put this on the Facebook and I guess from what I just heard we're getting some very unpleasant feedback from people. Bicycle lanes. We have gotten over 60 likes on our post, which was put on yesterday. And I have, for about six years, had a mailing list, which I started before Asylum League got this big constituency on the Facebook to inform people about what was going on, because there wasn't much way for people to know. That list is now about 230 people, and it somewhat overlaps the Facebook followers, but not as much as you might think. I've already gotten feedback on that. I got feedback from one man who said, I cannot walk all the way from the parking lot to the lake. My 81-year-old feet don't do well. My legs and feet don't do well. 
So what is the reason? What is the reason for putting something in that is going to open this to the citizens who live in the city and not interfere with all the other goals that this original plan was instituted to do? We have, as I say, we have tried, tried, tried to negotiate, to talk, to to have dialogue, but as of late, nobody seems to be there. Um, it's not neighborhood park. It's a city gem. <laughs> it's an open space. It's a natural preserve. We spend a lot of the money that is the, the money that supervises it is a fund that was set up in the 90s when the deal was struck for the preserve and the Baker Farm. Baker Farm was exchanged to be sure that the preserve was going to be for active recreation and preserve. A great deal of money is spent out of that fund justifiably to a company from Mason which specializes in controlling invasives. Can't just let a natural area be natural now because the invasives will take over. So we have controlled birds and we have invasive collection and, and and reduction. What is what is this? I'm especially concerned because this wonderful plan is going to be adopted tomorrow night. We certainly hope. People of huge talent and ability have spent enormous amounts of work putting this as a template for this city to really be green. And 120 feet of parking space is shouting loudly to the city. So thank you for letting me. I can tell you that some of the people involved in this have Enormous amounts of time with this because we feel this is not just a little parking problem, not a neighborhood problem. It is an ecological for this whole area. We just eight months or nine months. to back up everything you said, 100%. If you go to the park, a parking space or asylum uh, reserve, it's oftentimes jammed. And people, it's always jammed, yes. And it's a long way, even for kids, to go from Drake Lot. And if you park on the south side of, of Winchell, it doesn't interfere with anybody's view except maybe one person's self view then you're fear with traffic it's no reason to not restore that I can imagine the city denying it seems so trite and yet we need the parking because people like to enjoy it you know and they go to there it'll probably take them 10 years to learn there's no parking they just have to go all the way around and so then they'll just quit coming so I think it's, I agree with you 100%. Any comments? Right. I'm, I'm in agreement. Yeah. 
I guess I'm confused if the city uh, traffic engineer went and made a plan with with the Alpha folks. Did he did he then present that to to the city planner's office? We don't or? know what happened to anything okay. after that. We okay. Alpha sent an approval official memo approving the plan. Uh -huh. A memo was sent to uh, the city commission, the planning department, <clears throat> to the traffic engineer, and to the city managers that um, Shelter Point and High Point were not accepting mm. Um and that we were very concerned. Is this picture from the... This is from Dennis Randolph. That he, he, he made this and sent this to you. He did. Saying he did. This, maybe this is what we could do. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing. Well, thank you for listening. And you said you're, you're planning on going to the city commission meeting next week on Tuesday. Tuesday. To try to make public comments about yes. this. Okay. You know, part of Christina's uh, letter also addresses supporting both current view and Drake, mm -hmm. and that Alpha needs to is, is management council's meeting discussions and expansions the existing parking lots is under consideration. Yes, they are. So that's but that doesn't. That, under I'm sorry, but that feels like a red herring. <laughs> we cannot solve. We, we're going to expand the parking lot. They are going to expand the parking lot of Park Street. That's not the point about this entrance. Yeah, and the people who have trouble ambulating all the way from Park Street up to the most enjoyable parts of the park. It's a long way. Right. But it, no matter who it is, there's difficulty. And so you, people who really get to enjoy the park and who have difficulty getting around on their feet. Get around, but they need to go to Winslow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. All right. Well, thanks for thanks for bringing that up. Uh, okay, I think we can move on to unfinished business. Um, the community sustainability plan was presented to the city commission a few weeks ago, and uh, they're expected to have a vote on that on Tuesday, June 21st, correct? Correct. 21st, 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 21st yeah. So, like I said, I'll, I'll plan to be there and just kind of reread our, uh, our recommendation, and uh, we'll see, see what the outcome. Um, I don't know that we have any updates on the Kalamazoo River Marl Lake Dam uh, cleanup. Um, we did have uh, liaison from our uh, committee to the um, Kalamazoo Watershed. Uh, no, Kalamazoo River Alliance. What's the Kalamazoo River Watershed Council? No, not that one. Yeah, Kalamazoo River Watershed Council. Yeah, um, but Nicole has resigned. Um, so, do we have any volunteers? I know we're going to be looking at hopefully uh, uh, bringing on some new members soon. Um, be interested in uh, communicating with Kalamazoo River Watershed Council. Going once, going twice. <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can get some new blood in here and see if somebody uh, might. Have you heard anything about? Um, I am. 
partnering with the Zoeta SAG. Uh, they have like a volunteer group for environmental outreach. Um, we're going to be doing an event on July 20th to continue the Ambrosy and the Jack Valley Trail okay. area. Um, we're just going to continue to have partnered cleanup events and seeing uh, those. Okay. Um, I'm in the works of putting together our hosted event for the Crazy Finnegan Kazoo cleanup. Um, we might do two this year. We'll see. Okay. And then I have confirmed we're doing the Canoe the Kazoo event September 17th. Okay. The city of Kalamazoo is hosting. So, um, as far as any updates for Timdall, um, uh, you said there's there will be a river cleanup July 20th. That'll be the same day as our next meeting. That during the during the day. It is. Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, I believe we're going to be there from 10 to 3:30. Okay. This is kind of um, an opportunity to create a partnership with Zag, and then with Zag. That's the Zoetis um, volunteer group. Okay. And then I'm going to be opening up really more events. It's, I know that the city had some had uh, a cleanup plan several months ago, but they canceled it due to county concerns. That was a county thing. We continued. Aha. Okay. All right. Was something done to address the the issue of of you know environmental contaminants, needles or whatever I they mean, were? We did a really thorough sweep. Um, we had you know grabbers and sharp point containers. Um, we always do a PPE and, and safety talk before any cleanup event because okay. we never know. Okay. Um, but yeah, we we addressed it and I think we did a great job. We were there for a couple hours and filled like five trucks. Awesome. So, great. Wow. Good job. Thank you. Yeah. Yep. Um, One comment on just a thought. Yeah. You know, the city of Marshall has a uh, canoe launch. Mm -hmm. the River, mm -hmm. and you can go as far as this Rusco Dam if you care to go that far. But uh, they have different places you can take out and they help you with it. Yep. And I think it, I've been to Kalamazoo River a couple of times, but really isn't any handy place right now that I'm aware of that you can pick up a canoe and go from Comstock to Plainwell or anywhere in between. Yeah. Does the city ever consider having some sort of a maybe public-private partnership of running a canoe launch? Because that's a fun that's activity. We do. Mm -hmm. We do. Uh, usually they're in September. And depending on the condition, you know, obviously we know what the river is. I mean, I'm on a permanent basis. I mean, I'm like, you know, like June through September. Oh, um, I mean, anyone can, well, I guess, well, it's just a thought. I think, I think it would be a good thing to have. I think there's two it. launches, actually. I think one's at uh, Mary River Park and one is at Berber Park. Yes. The reason I know that is they're dredging the part of the river, and so you won't have 
don't think they want people to go that stretch where they're yeah, going they're, to be remediating. Um, the EPA is currently there. Yeah, so there's another. Verberg is closed, but there's one open at Mayor's. Yes. Okay. So our event will be from Comstock to Mayor's. Mm -hmm. Usually we go from Comstock to Verberg, but we won't be doing that stretch this year. So it will be a shorter paddle, sure. but there's plenty, and I did try to see if maybe like a parchment launch to like Diab, but there's it's it's tricky right there, and I get worried about. Oh. Check out from the Paddle Club, you can figure out where all of the different drops are. Drop. Is there any obvious way for somebody who's not familiar with the Paddle Club to find this on the? I think the Kalamazoo River Watershed shares their information too. You go on their website, you can register for all the events. Mm -hmm. okay. so. Will you send me those dates that you just mentioned? Absolutely. That was like several. Yes. That yes. was a list of stuff. Yeah. For <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and it looks like KinnamingMichiganRivers.com has different things. Who's the panel one? Um, Facebook has Kalamazoo Paddle Club, but there's KalamazooRiver.org looks like it's run by the Kalamazoo Water uh, River Watershed Council. Okay. Well, this is anybody doing anything in trying to get kids involved in some of the water, the river problems, the cleanup, and so forth, so that they get some background in what's been happening. Yeah, I mean, we've had participate with their parents or guardians in the past and actually last year was kind of a good opportunity because we did and we had the discussion obviously with the audience you have to what content is appropriate but it was a good opportunity for people to kind of see in the curtain um, we, Jean, has a really awesome outreach program for schools and school-age kids and has an awesome website with lots of resources and material. And her website not only oversees stormwater but includes information on almost all of our programs. So river quality, drinking water quality, wastewater, um, Growing it, yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, like, they just got their hands on that, even just yeah. once, yeah. they would really see what. I think we're finally, as a department or city staff, really opening up and giving the okay to start more of those programs. What's our website? Water.net. Um, and as far as with any outreach school groups, um, new tours at the wastewater treatment plant, <coughs> towards the lab. But I haven't had any specific kids clean up or volunteer or what, what have you. Um, anyone can sign up. Um, I think we're not um, as watershed 
oriented as um, we are more local rivers and stormwater. Um, and part of that is because we have the Council um, Watershed Group Council who manages a lot of that. So, um, you know, not to compete with them as they do. Our MS4 stormwater permit is no longer a watershed permit, it's an individual permit. But we um, do quite a bit of outreach, or at least we're trying. It's pretty hard during COVID, so we had to do pretty much right. everything digital. Right. We lost a lot of ground during that time. Yeah, with we young did. People. But you'll see it as, see us at the farmers market. Uh, we tried it last year; it was pretty successful. Out there with a stormwater display, and you know, polluting the ground and cleaning it up. All right. Uh, that about wraps up uh, our unfinished business. Moving on to new business. Um, Wayne, this will be your last meeting, right? Correct. All right. Well, thanks so much for your service. Good luck in all your future endeavors. What do you got? What do you got coming up? Um, there's a lot of teaching opportunities up at Western, and I have two job opportunities that I'm waiting this week and next week to finish them Awesome. Good luck. Thank you. <clears throat> uh, so with Wayne's resignation, um, and I did forward. Uh, sent his, his yep. official. I sent everything yeah. in my nomination uh, recommendation report. Okay. To the clerk's office. Cool. So we've got 11 seats. We've got eight current members with Wayne's resignation. We've got three open seats. Um, I did get an email from Melissa who heard from the clerk's office just this afternoon because I had not seen any. Um, active applications because she sends them to me if we, we get me and I had not seen any in months. Um, but apparently there was some kind of an issue with the um, online application system. Um, and so by my count, there are five current applications for our three open seats. One uh, we had one application on May uh, May 8th, one application on that just came in today, one application from May 19th, one application from uh, April, and one application from last year from like, what is that, September? No, August. Um, so, uh, and some of them are complete and some of them are not complete. So. Um, I am happy to call to try to contact all of those applicants and see if they're still um, currently interested um, in coming in to chat with us. Um, and then, you know, recently we've kind of gone by the, you know, first come, first serve. So whoever put in their application, um, you know, the longest because if we got one from August of last year, that person would kind of be first in line um, to, to, to take a look. But, you know, I don't know. I mean, we've got three open seats. I don't know if, you know, if we'd want to do five, if we have five applicants to come in and have a discussion and like we have in the past and do kind of interview, an in-person interview questions with them. I don't know that we could get through all of that in one meeting. Um, and, you know, get to any actual business. 
So what is everybody, you know, do I, are there any suggestions? Do you want to try to fill, you know, one seat a month for the next three months or fill, try to fill two seats in one month and then maybe do one more the following month? Try to get all, all of them done. Yeah. That if it was like a Five minutes interview minutes. subcommittee or something, that's... I mean, what is our criteria when we're interviewing people? I mean, it seems like it's been like we just take whoever comes along and, like you said, chronologically. Yeah, because there's not and, necessarily been like a long line and, of, um, of applicants. You know, I mean, do we have we have what what would what would qualify somebody as a good candidate or right. disqualify somebody as? We have a list of questions that we okay. kind of put together a few years ago. Um, Where are we trying to put an emphasis on? Diversity and neighborhoods and age and everything. That too, but that that was kind of that's been kind of more of a discussion than anything that is that's been written down. That wasn't that kind of wasn't part of the um, the interview questions. If you guys want to try to knock it all out in one, you know, in one meeting, plus it might be, you know, depend on the applicant's availability too, yeah. if they can all kind of show up at once. Yeah, see who can show up next one. <laughs> that's an important part of it. Okay. Okay. I think so. Well, that's fine. I will. What's that? Is it possible to put them on a Zoom there and just so they're not like here? I know. Um, Technically, no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's possible because we've not, we haven't been able to do it. It's either all in person or nothing. They so I, I, well, I, <laughs> they filled out applications, then why they, they want to be? Would, couldn't you look at those first and say, oh, well, you know, they've got a lot of interest or parallel talent? Yes, I've got, I've got like one completed application, and then the other four I don't actually have applications for yet. Uh, so I'll need, yeah, I'll need to communicate. So, however many applicants we can get here next month, I will. I'll call all these folks and encourage them to uh, complete. If they don't have a complete application, I probably won't invite them if they haven't, you know, gone to the trouble of completing an application. Um, so it really sounds like we have one candidate that's actually. So I don't yeah. know if we should be counting someone from August if that person isn't someone that actually completed it. Correct. Correct. So whoever completed it, yeah, I would say is probably yes. as far as chronological order. Correct. Yeah. So, but I'll communicate with uh, with Melissa in the city clerk's office to make sure that there's not an application that might just be floating around somewhere that we didn't see. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, okay, that that sounds like a plan. So I'll. You know, collect as many folks as they can for next month, and we'll try to do some in-person. Well, sorry. Will we get their like resumes? Like we have, I think that's how we've done it before. Like in an email ahead of time, yeah. so we can review that before we yeah. come and interview them. Yeah. As soon as I get, cause, I mean, I just got these today. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I get um, completed applications, I'll forward them on to you so that we can kind of read them over before um, applicants come in. And then if we do get an actual pack of people in here where it might take a while to get through, we that we might need to set a timer and just try to kind of run through our, our interview questions. And then what we've done in the past is once we've interviewed everybody, 
Um, we asked them to kind of step out of the room uh, for a few minutes, um, which, and then we kind of discussed and take a vote on um, we might ask to join. Although, if we're live streaming uh, yeah. an event, watch the live stream. I'm oh, not sure that we need to ask them <laughs> to, leave. to leave the room anymore. That does I need your phone. Yeah, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I guess we'll kind of cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll see how many actual applicants we have um, to show up to our to our July meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So we kind of got that that figured out. Um, all right, so that brings us to subcommittee um, reports. I have not heard anything from Bobby on the NSP review board. Um, also, Bobby and I have not met in the last month to uh, convene the official Air and Water Quality Subcommittee. Um, Gail, anything on wildlife and natural resources? No, um, I am still waiting for Jamie McCarthy for the Urban Bird Treaty, so I am I mean, I have a resolution from Ashtimo Township okay. um, joining as a partner, but... Any luck communicating with Portage? Uh, not, I, you know, it's, I need to follow up. Okay. I, it's just, the line has gone quiet. Okay. But I really need Kalamazoo. Okay. Now I got Ashtimo, so I got the population. Yeah. If, like I think it's going to... I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, like I said, the, the, the application process has changed. It's now more burdensome. There are aspects of it that are required okay. that were not required before. So. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you working on that. I think that's a great idea. I would love Thank for the ECC to, you know, I'm ready for the ECC to endorse it in a recommendation. A lot personally, I, I think that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So, yeah. keep marching forward. All right. Uh, waste management. Uh, Nothing new right now. Uh, we don't. We haven't. I don't know. That's not really a group right now. Yeah. If we want to start meeting again, at least two of those people are no longer kind of. That's be on true. There. I guess I need to kind so, of update that. Um, I don't know if you was. The same people that are listed there would like to try to meet. I mean, I have more ideas, and now that the styrofoam thing is taken over, like I'm ready for the next thing. If you all are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's wildlife management, I think. Oh, uh, I'm adopting it. one. That's about. Uh, <laughs> okay. Come on, you can up your game. When's the next styrofoam? When's the next styrofoam collection? Uh, July 23rd on the Saturday. Um, and you said they, they're also going to be doing electronic recycling. Electronic recycling. Awesome. Wow. Okay. Same, same day. Yep, same day, same time, right next to each other. Super right. convenient. And it's, right. that part's not on the view from the curb, but they decided last time that that's what they're going to do. So, yep. Uh, planning Commission, I have not heard anything from Ian. I don't know if he has visited the Planning Commission uh, the past month. Uh, tree committee has not met. Has not met. Okay. Nothing on the agenda. They cancel. Okay. Hmm. All I know. Okay. Well, I'll be curious to see if the community sustainability plan is passed. What you know, what impact that might have on the tree committee as far as 
you know, continuing to hopefully try to look at, uh, you know, possibly a new uh, tree planting policy for, for the city of how they might um, back that. Was the, was the tree committee involved in the tree inventory, or is that like something else? No, they were involved. Was. Okay, so I mean, I'm, it was not done by them. It was, yeah, you know, it was a people. consultant that yeah. was a consulting firm that was hired. But um, and I made a report on that. I don't know a while mm -hmm. back oh, yeah, about I, the. I remember that, but the, you know, the results. Yeah, yeah, I wrote a lot of that down. Um, is there? Are they also involved in plantings at all, or is that a different? No, they are. I mean, they're the ones who are going around and, you know, in the fall they planted a couple hundred trees. And they have plans to plant 500 this year. Don't quote me on that. It, you know, it was several hundred, you know, that they have plans to do. And um, I, I don't know if they got some done in the spring. Um, now that it's really hot, it's not an ideal time, but. I, I don't know. We just haven't. I don't know what the schedule is. Okay. Um, for planting. Oh, do they talk about um, species of plants and like biodiversity and native plant and climate forward thinking trees? They do when we have a meeting and I'm there. Okay. Because That's all I can say. <laughs> it seemed like from those recent plantings that I've seen, uh, there hasn't seemed to be a focus on native plants as much. Well, what. Several challenges come up with that is availability. You yeah. know, try to find native plant producers. Yep. It's very difficult. And um, and also, not all native plants are really well adapted to live in a curb lawn. Yep. And so, you know, there's got to, you know, because I've, I mean, I just planted some in my curb lawn. We'll see if they live. But, um, but it's, you know, it's not an ideal environment for a lot of native trees. But I push it whenever it comes up. If there's choices of in, in plans of what is going to be planted, you know, it's always my voice that's saying, excuse me, could we consider a Midwest native species? And they, they do. They, have they you tried know, that hidden savannah nursery? Yeah. Uh, you know, well, you have I don't to, know if they do trees. They have, a, they have a very small inventory of trees. And you have to have a, you have to be, what is it, an approved vendor for the city. You know, you've got to, yep. you know, have mm -hmm. a city contract. I did hear one of the nurseries sold out in a record number of trees. Um, right. Recently, so that yeah, it is that really is hard. I drove across the state to pick up the trees that I planted in my yard. Yeah, and it's, it's in the community sustainability plan as if people are interested in making um, that be a thing to expand uh, growing native uh, trees in that capacity in a greenhouse. Uh, it sounded like the city was interested in helping with making that happen. Yeah. So, so yeah, so none of these have been like formal discussions, but um, <laughs> I'm happy. I like to be on the tree committee because you know I, I have a voice. And uh, it seems, you know, don't get shut down. But we haven't met for months. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so nobody brings up anything on the agenda. There's no issues to come along, like site plans and people want to cut down stuff or trees need to be removed for some project. Um, then the committee does not meet if there's nothing to make a decision on. Yeah. Can, can the uh, citizens 
presence when they're going to have trees planted on their curb line? Can they have any influence as to what choice of tree that of, of a group that are offered? Mm -hmm. And how do they do that? Do we get that from view from the curb? How do people know about that? Um, you would. Well, that's a good question, and I wish I knew for sure the answer, but you would need to get a hold of the, um, what office is it? Pardon? Arborist? No, 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 not the Arborist. Um, okay. It's the City Forcer, but it's the... Um, no, not Parks and Rec. It's not Parks It's Public Services. Yeah. It's Public Services, and, um, and it's the Forestry Division, I think. Yes, and um, you can contact public services. You could find out if there are trees planned for your yard mm -hmm. and um, find out the species that are available, and you, you should be able to have a choice of those species. I think your whitest newsletter is due from the curb, and I think if there was some little indication in there to people that this year we're planning in this area, You'd like to have a say in the choice of trees, you know, contact this number. Yeah. Something like that. And there and there and there was an there was an article in the view from the curb, was it last fall or last spring? You know, so if you keep those, that information is still you know, is still there. Well I read it, but I don't remember citizens having any input. But maybe it's in there and I just don't remember. Well just call them and give them your input anyway. <laughs> what I do. Natural courage to just do that. Yeah. Think right. Cool. Yeah. I don't know that that you know it seems like they were just going along planting. I don't know how much interaction there was with the individual homeowners. I don't want to slow the process down for the city, but I think you'd get better tree survival if people had a choice. Then they go out there and they water it like they're supposed to and all that. Well, and I have brought up too that um, that. Providing the homeowner, the property owner, with information on how to care for their tree, yeah. um, which I'm not sure is done. Well, you know that did, that increases. That was, in the, that was in there. Okay. The idea that they have any input into the choice of tree, then they kind of get their kid, you know, and then they start. Right. Them. Right. That's just. just but I, yeah, I think you. I think there is. A, I think you can make your request, although it may not have. Stated that in the article, but um, yeah. but okay, just a you know because there are trees that I would not want in my curb lawn because I'm allergic to them. It's like don't be planting one of those trees because I'm going to pull it out. You know. Right. <laughs> Any chance they would remove mature invasive trees to make room for? There's plenty of spaces currently. Right. Plenty right now. Spaces currently. Oh, I thought just like that. Were we talking about like residence curb lawns? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and yeah. there's plenty of spaces. Well, I just we have a silver maple. I'd love to get rid of them. If we, <laughs> if we planted over 2,000 trees for the next seven years, we would be maybe getting to where right. we need to be for yeah. having a full, all of the spots filled. Maybe. But there's, they're dying more than they are um, being planted. Right. And over, over time, that's what was in the tree report. Right. So. So it's it's caring for the mature trees to keep them healthy and lasting longer, um, taking out diseased trees, and um, planting in all of these areas where there are open spaces. 
there's a deficit of trees right now. So they're not likely to take down a healthy tree, um, no matter what the species. Yeah, so the city has the right of way to be able to plant the trees there. So uh, I think it is a good idea to talk to the people and making sure that it's trees that they want. There are, I mean, different amounts of times that people are staying there. Like for my neighborhood, for example, uh, a lot of people are moving in and out um, every year or so. Um, so finding actual homeowners to talk to, I don't know how much of a priority they make that. I know that would Probably be. not. Um, there's also um, height restrictions. So if you have power lines, you know, along your property, on your curb lawn, um, you know, you have a maximum height of tree that can be put in there. If you live on the side of the street that doesn't have the power line, then you, you know, then, you know, there's a different yeah. set of species of trees that are, you know, available or appropriate. All right. On Lake Policy and Management Council. Uh, we met, but there was not a quorum, so we don't have anything official um, related to the report. Uh, Parks and Rec, Rob, do you visit Parks and Rec? Uh, they didn't have enough for a quorum this month, but some of the follow-up things were that the um, put in a splash pad at Crone Park. Kids and a fitness court in Upjohn that should open by August. A fitness court? Yeah, it was uh, created by the leftover funds from the grant that they weren't able to use during the pandemic. So um, the national fitness campaign. Um, Yeah, I've seen them. I'm trying to get it in the uh, my ambassador park. We're going to focus on up John yeah. more than praise. So. Oh, yeah. Well, it'll be a lot easier to hear from the Wellhead Protection Program Committee uh, since Jean will be here. So I'll communicate with her about that. Um, probably nothing from the Kalamazoo River Watershed Council. We'll have to find somebody else to take over that spot. And um, the Order Task Force did not meet um, in, in the last month, and I haven't heard any kind of updates as far as the state's report or uh, any, any of that stuff. Um, anything else for the good or the order? Do we have any other comments? Yes, yeah, do we have any other callers? Have any news on the peregrines? Pardon? They're spelled with an E. Yeah, peregrines spelled with an E. Um, the uh, the chicks are doing well. Two callers. Okay. Two callers. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, the meeting is officially. Oh.
Oh, I thought she said two callers. No, she, she said no, no, no callers. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so one of the chicks is, is at flight camp right now, um, and the other two are wandering well downtown. The meeting is adjourned. So far, they have not. That's right. The one that.